Welcome yet again to another episode of Alpha Geek Interviews. I am your host, Gnomewise. If you are joining us live, and you should be, you can participate in today's show by coming to the website, www.vtwproductions.com, and clicking on the chat link at the top of the page. You can either point your favorite IRC client at the information there, or just use the embedded web browser client to join IRC chat. Once you get there, you will find my IRC representative, nay, producer, Barry VA, yes, that's right, the Barry Von also. Barry White. Who will be screening your questions? So please do not send a personal message to the host during the show. You will be summarily ignored. Please send personal messages to Barry VA, and he will bring them to my attention in an orderly fashion that does not disturb the flow. This week's Alpha Geek has been one we've been pursuing for some time, and finally we have him cornered. The one and only Jonathan Colton of Code Monkey. Ooh, still alive, Skullcrusher Mountain, all of those various fames, joining us live through the miracle of the internet. Mr. Colton, welcome to Alpha Geek Radio. Hello, thank you for having me. Ah, thank you for taking time out of your day for the interview, and wanted to talk to you a little bit about what got you here. I understand you didn't exactly start life as a career musician, but something slightly more mundane. Uh, yes, I wrote. Uh, I wrote software. I was a a software developer for about uh, ten years, nine years. What uh, flavor of software were you mainly involved with? Uh, it was database software. It was uh, <clears throat> a uh, database for executive recruiting firms uh, that uh, was built in uh, Visual Basic and Microsoft SQL Server. So, Code Monkey, when you finally got around to writing it, may have come from a place in the heart, as it turns out. It's possible that song is loosely autobiographical, yes. A little bit. And at what point did you uh, feel the call of the uh, traveling musician in your life? Well, always, really. You know, I, I never intended to end up as a software developer. It just sort of happened, uh, and uh, it accidentally became a career, but... You know, the, the whole time I was there, I uh, if anyone had asked me what I really wanted to do, I would have said it's, it was be a musician. And I, I, the whole time I was there, I was doing it in my spare time and writing and recording at home. And, uh, uh, you know, near the end of my tenure at that company, I was, uh, I had begun to play live a little bit more. And it was sort of that process that led me to, to finally uh, take the plunge and quit the day job. So music had been a part of your life since childhood, really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I grew up grew up playing instruments and singing. So yeah, it had always been a part of my life. Okay. And what part of the uh, world uh, did you spend your formative years? I grew up in uh, the state of Connecticut, uh, in a town, mostly in a town called Colchester, uh, a little rural part of Connecticut, somewhere in the middle where there are a lot of woods and cows. One of your album covers looks distinctly like the kind of welcome to our town sign I would expect to find in New England. Uh, 
is that maybe not it is in fact that uh that photo is is uh, a doctored uh version of the sign that you see when you get off the uh the exit from route two in connecticut uh and 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 go to colchester you see that sign it says colchester where tradition meets tomorrow so this is in fact not an accident not at all <laughs> now i think part of what has gotten you on the geek radar in general has been your openness as far as the creative process uh the thing a week blog caught my attention very early in my awareness of, of your existence and I, I as a listener really enjoyed the insight into how you get from idea to actually you know complete produced song what was your intention when you started combining music creation with blogging uh <clears throat> well uh, you know, I had I had left the software job with the intention of doing music full time. Uh, I wasn't exactly sure how to go about doing that in a way that compensated me with money. So I did the only thing I can think to do, which is to sort of invent a job, to pretend it was my job to write music, uh, and at the same time, hopefully attract some attention by maybe doing something a little bit stunty. Uh, so. Uh, to keep myself busy and to force myself to write, I declared that I was going to do this thing a week thing, and every Friday was going to release a, a new song. Is that a uh, writing technique to you know, kind of force yourself to put the nose to the grindstone because you give yourself this artificial deadline of must make a thing a week, must make a thing a week? Yeah, I don't know how else to write. I mean, I really, you know, when I don't have deadlines, I don't, I just don't finish anything. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's hard. It's hard to even start to write because it's such, in many ways, it's sort of an awful process. It feels bad for much of what it's going on. It's great to have done when you are finished, but, but to actually get started, it's, uh, uh, it's, there's a lot of resistance, I find. So, yeah, having a regular deadline was, was a great way to force me to do it. Yeah, I mean, for those of us who, who don't have the writing and the singing talent, looking at it from the outside, you know, it would seem like a momentous thing to even come up with the, the germ of, okay, well, you know, what am I going to sing about today? That seems to me an insurmountable, I don't know, what do people want to hear about? I mean, do you have, do you have tools right. for recording ideas as they come into your head, as you just go through life? Like how, do you, how do you catalog all that? Yeah, I know. I found I, you know, I record ideas into a into just a voice recorder having when I think of them, uh, and uh, sometimes if I'm feeling a little more industrious, I might actually uh, turn on the recording equipment at home and, and get some arrangement ideas down. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you. Th I still don't know how you think of what you want to write about. I really feel like a lot of time I I don't have the choice. I just is like whatever whatever I got. That's what I got. Well, that's particularly pertinent to what you've got going on in your life now. Uh, we talked a little bit when I met you at PAX and a little bit in our pre-show here. You've got a new album in the works. What do you got going on there? <coughs> yeah, excuse me. It's very exciting. I have uh, been in the uh, all-new material. Uh, uh, it's, I've been working with a producer whose name is John Flansburg from They Might Be Giants. 
Uh, we're near nearly. Oh, indeed. Yes, me too. I'm. I've uh, I've loved them for a long time, so it's great to be uh, working with him. Uh, and we're nearly finished. Uh, but you know, it's uh, it's kind of a new thing for me being in a real live studio and uh, you know hiring musicians to play and I'm playing uh, a lot more electric guitar and playing with a band and a drummer and it's uh, it's been a real exciting learning experience for me for sure. Now the band that we saw you with at. Uh, Pax Prime last year. Is that the band you were working with in general, or is that a, a touring band, which is a different group of people? Yeah, no, that's that's who I've been working with. It's Marty Marty Beller on drums. Marty Beller is actually the, they might be giant drummer as well. So, uh, uh, and uh, the bass player is a guy named Chris Anderson, uh, who lives in Brooklyn. Uh, 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 and uh, it's mostly the three of us, uh, but uh, we bring it in. I brought in some other. Uh, uh, hired guns here and there uh, as needed uh, in the recording process. Hmm, that sounds like it'll be a little bit fun. Very much looking forward to the new album. We'll queue up immediately on the old website to buy it. Which brings me to another question about what brought you to the idea of self-distributing your creative content over the internet and your involvement with Creative Commons licensing, for which we adore you. <laughs> Uh, you know, I what brought me to it, I, I didn't know any other way to do it, really. I mean, what choice did I have? I didn't, <laughs> nobody knew who I was. I, uh, uh, there wasn't any label who was going to sign me because I didn't have any audience. So uh, it seemed like what I could do was uh, put songs in MP3 form on a website and sell them. That, that was easy to do. And then, you know, see what happened from, from there. Uh, and the Creative Commons thing was sort of, uh, you know, the, the sort of inspiring of the future of 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 media. What we think uh, consume the art we love, and uh, 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 it's. It, I feel like the acknowledgement of reality. <laughs> you know, it's much more that than than any sort of uh, special circumstance. Well, the RIAA and associated organizations out there do seem to be fairly well out of touch with the aforementioned reality. So it is, it's been really nice to see yourself and other like-minded artists kind of cutting them out of the process as the unnecessary additional step that they were. And I, much, I feel much, much better about giving my credit card information to a website run by you, the artist, to say, here, here is direct return on your work than giving it to some major label and knowing that you would be getting this tiny pittance years from now, precisely whenever the hell they felt like. Thank you. So, sure. please. And, you know, I don't, I don't think, oh, I shall. I shall. Or evil. I, well, uh, you know, I think it's just a case of, uh, it's, wishful thinking you know they their their business was based on uh, a, a unique set of circumstances in the world that had the mechanical means by which we reproduced audio and uh, uh, there was a brief window of time where the business model of record label was was a viable human history it was an extremely brief window and that window is closing and uh, you know I understand why they why they might want to resist that uh, trend it's, it, it's interesting to see the, the older industries, media in particular, clinging to those business models that used to work so well, 
but are really fading in the face of the newer technology. It was interesting this last week to read the articles talking about Netflix streaming content being a majority share of the traffic in the, of, of, across the internet in the United States right now, greater than peer-to-peer file sharing. That should tell them something, that we'd like to get our stuff a slightly different way now. I'd much rather just go to a site and get exactly what I want from who I want, and uh, good on you for pioneering that, and we will continue visiting jonathancolton.com, pluggity plug plug McPlugster, for our fresh doses of new content, and about when, you said, uh, end of summer-ish for the release of the album, just keep an eye on jonathancolton.com for that information. Yeah, that's sort of what we're looking at, and and rest assured, you will hear about. I will make I will make sure that everyone in the world hears about it. You can follow Jonathan Colton on Twitter very easily and get regular updates on all kinds of interesting things, uh, as well as visiting the website occasionally just to see if the album has hit the interwebs. Now, another fun thing which you told me about right before we started that you're doing for the second time and. People like me who missed the first time are salivating at the chance of getting a chance to do it uh, this time around. Tell us about Joko Cruise Crazy. Yes, Joko Cruise Crazy was uh, a I guess uh, I did in uh, uh, earlier this year, January of uh, 2011, and uh, uh, I was about 350 people plus uh, a a whole star-studded list of uh, entertainers, uh, and we. On a cruise ship out of Fort Lauderdale for about a week uh, into the Caribbean, and um, had shows every night, and uh, hung out together at various events during the day, and uh, it was a really a fantastic, good time. So uh, we're actually uh, doing it again uh, in 2012 in February on February, uh, and uh, we're currently finalizing some stuff with the cruise line. Uh, we should be able to start line but we should be able to start selling tickets very soon excellent that would be is there a separate website from jonathan colton is there a joko cruise crazy site that this will be announced on yes there is at joko cruise crazy.com there's there's not much information up there right now we're we're, we're uh, working on that but uh very soon and again this is not something that i will keep quiet i will talk about it on every channel available to me so people will hear about it i'm sure <laughs> Yes, we'll spread spread the good word. Do you have a, co- a sense of who uh, you'll be bringing with you on this uh, merry little jaunt into the Caribbean? I uh, I have no I have no information on that topic currently. No comment. I don't know. No comment at this time. I don't recall, Senator. That's right. <laughs> Alrighty, we are sadly nearing the end of our allotted time, uh, Skype weirdness notwithstanding. Right. <laughs> it, is, it is time for me to get my uh, get my James Lipton on and pretend. Are you prepared? Okay, fantastic. I'm ready. Mr. Colton, what is your favorite word? Uh, my favorite word is, is beer. What is your least favorite word? Also beer the after beer as opposed to the before beer? It's a, I had, it's a complicated relationship. I'm feeling the love. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, emotionally? What gets you going? Uh, risk. Danger. New, new, new things. Things I don't know how to do yet. And what turns you off? <laughs> 
the internet. Uh, ah, my yes. Xbox. Malfunctioning Skype. What is your favorite curse word? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, fuck on this one, or all, all varieties of fuck. Fucking. It's just the versatility of it is what gets you. Yeah, it's just very useful. It's uh, uh, it's a classic. <laughs> and what sound or noise do you love? Uh, the laughter of children. <laughs> like the timely, very not, timely not demonstration true. we just had. I, and maybe that's made me, what made me think of it. The, a belly laugh from a toddler is, uh, is hard to beat. This is true. And what sound or noise do you hate? Uh, the sound of my dryer buzzer going off. When the dryer is done, it has the buzzer noise, but it, uh, the buzzer lasts about eight seconds. Ah, no thank you. Yeah, it's pretty excruciating. And what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, I wish that I built robots. Ooh, intelligent robots. That would be that would be the backup plan. I would go to a I would go to an engineering school and I would learn robotics. You would be a maker. I would be a maker, indeed. And what profession would you absolutely not like to participate in? Uh, uh, I don't know. You know, they're all they're they're all probably pretty good. Uh, I think I would get I think I would get very, very bored with uh, accounting. Sitting in a cubicle, twenty four seven, three sixty five. Not your thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that is not necessarily a huge problem. Uh, but uh, I think there's something about I love numbers, but there's something about the dryness of them that I think would get to me after. And finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, here is your beer and your, your laughing toddler. <laughs> Very. <laughs> I'm going to write that one down. Save that for perhaps my own. <laughs> All right. Mr. Colton, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us here on Alpha Geek Interviews and battling the evil Skype demon alongside us today. Do you have any parting wishes to send forth to the listeners and the podcast listeners before we go? Uh, uh, nothing in particular, just as for uh that i'm able to do this for a living so thank you to everyone for being a fan and for for supporting me over the years i appreciate it thank you very much and we will continue to consume that which you put forth because damn we love it you have been listening to alpha geek interviews live on versus the world radio vtwproductions.com check us out on the web click on the shows tab at the top of the page to check out all the fine shows on the versus the world network you will be glad that you did I'll be returning this Sunday for Casually Hardcore, which is available 4 p.m. Eastern Time every Sunday live for two hours. A bunch of 40-somethings getting around the table and getting their geek on. Oh, yeah, what could be better? I have been Gnomewise. That has been my guest, Jonathan Colton. We'll be back next time for hoping to get the great Luke Ski on here. Failing that, our fallback position will be Scott Johnson from Frog Pants Studios. Keep an eye on the front page of vtwproductions.com for the final announcement and the date and time that we will go live. Thank you for listening, and we are going to go out on, big surprise, a Jonathan Colton song. This one is Flicker. Thank you, and we are out of here.